This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Glory, glory. What I just want to start with is the foundation this morning. The serpents, the garden, the family. The serpent, the garden, and the family. Oh. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, for those who are here and those who are watching, you are the prince of peace. Let there be peace in our homes. Let there be joy. Let your purpose for establishing family be established. Father, thank you for utterance and unction this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, the most difficult thing to deal with is mindset. Mindset. Listen to me, and I just want to say this before I get into the message. And I said I'm, I'm going to close early today and, and even second service because now I want to be keeping to time. And I want to shame my critics. <laughs> I want to show somebody that I can keep to time. Those who criticize us, they are my friends, but I just want to show them. And if I don't, <laughs> hallelujah. Are you with me? You know, the way I would take this message is what you call freestyling. Because I want to talk to my, from my heart to families from God's word. But let me start this way. Changing a mindset is a difficult job. You will see this word in New Testament. Be diligent to. Be diligent to. Certain things are not changed casually. We will get to this a little in second service and then probably more next week. Mindsets are dangerous. Mindsets can quench the power of God. Jesus looked at the Pharisees. He said, you have made the word of God of none effect. The same word that the Bible says, it's not my word like armor, like fire, like armor that break rock into, the, into pieces. The same word, the Bible said, the word of God is living active. Hebrews 4, 12, sharper than any two-edged sword. But Jesus said to the Pharisees, as powerful as the word of God is, when it meets with tradition, tradition will neutralize it. Like snail and salt, like water and fire. Tradition is powerful. It is dangerous. If all your life you have imbibed certain philosophies about marriage, if you don't consciously let the word of God change you, there's nothing anybody can do for you. There's nothing God will do for you. That's the best place to start with now. There are voices in people's head, mentalities that are straight to the word of God. Pride is not saying that I have 13 cars, I have 50 jets, I have this one. If you have them, you have them. Pride is when your opinions are more important than God's word. Even when they are teaching you, you are saying that I know it's true, but you don't know my husband. You have rated your husband or your wife above the word of God. In other words, 
the word of God is correct to a degree, but not as far as my family is concerned. How many times do we see this? Mentality. All my life, when we're in school, I have begged people to walk in love and forgiveness. They did not. It was destroying their lives. And they still held on to the bitterness. Bitterness has never healed anybody. It pollutes the soul and destroys the works of your hand. And some are okay for the works of life to be destroyed rather than to adjust inside. It bothers me. I have never understood it. So when we share, as we begin, this man we're really spending time praying, the leaders. We've been praying that the Lord will open people's hearts. If you are singles for the next three weeks, you are blessed that your ears are hearing what you are hearing but I hope you will sincerely walk in the reality of it because only doers not hearers are blessed when it comes to family there is a garden and I'll use that one to talk about love and family there is a serpent and that is Lucifer himself and there is the family father mother but we are going to start with the beginning man woman but what i want to say this for services what is wrong so under that broad title we are talking about what is wrong with families and i want to say something like there has never been a perfect picture until now in christ or let's say the pictures of the first set of families in the bible were ugly ones let's start with there were just two brothers in the garden and one killed another. So, Adam and Eve were never happy towards the end of their life because one son killed another and the killer ran away. What a family. And he moved to Noah. I just want to show you lines of popular people in the Bible until Jesus came. Then he moved to Noah. After saving the entire family, he got drunk and one of them was saying things. Family people exposed their own people. Noah went to talk about his father's nakedness. Not a good story. Papa Abraham came to the scene, a man with covenant with God. Number one, there was a problem. With every person you bring into your life there will be certain challenges so there are no child and Sarah said what a, what a family story imagine someone's dad or yourself as a dad sleeping with the mate Sarah told Abraham to do it before then the mate Abraham and Sarah were living together with joy you can bring somebody to your house as a young innocent person but will the story be good at the end there was something that Abele was uh, I was just talking about Abele about we're talking about something and I told him something we mentioned a particular family that we born new and then he said you know something like uh, they want their son to marry a particular girl who grew up with uh, a, 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 the friend of the family and I said that the most dangerous thing about that you will feel more pain when those who the, when the closest people to you are the ones offending you it is more painful than the pain you will get that an enemy can inflict on you. I said this is the painful thing. The two families are very close. I said if they 
move those children to marry each other. By the time they start fighting, the, old, the two families will never see eyeball to eyeball again. At least if your son marries someone else and there's a problem, they can see, you can still go and tell your friend, I don't know why this guy is treating my daughter like that. You still have a friend to talk to. But if it's a, son's, a friend's son that is doing that, there's a serious problem. I've seen this, I've seen this happen before. Because they think because we are close to Mr. Wale, Mr. Wale is our family friend, his son, Shola, should marry our daughter, uh, Nike. In 10 years, they almost pull a gun at each other. When Nike tells you that the same Wale I grew up with is now doing this, and Wale tells Nike's parents, who will definitely while growing up that to hell with all of you, my home is none of your business. You would rather be offended that way by a stranger than somebody you know. Yeah. The one I heard of, the guy kicked the father and the mother, pushed them out of the house of the wife, and he grew up and sometimes will be in their house while growing up. People think they can, and I understand. Families are that they are afraid of a stranger marrying their daughter. They think that she will be safe in the hands of somebody that they know. I know the father. I know the mother. This is why some people want you to marry from your hometown. But it's not a guarantee. One lady that spoke to me that the father nearly killed the mom. She packed her load and left and she has left since that time. They are from the same hometown. Neighbors, neighbors, neighbors. So marrying from your hometown is not a guarantee. That you both speak Yoruba and Ibu Awusa or Fufude does not help you. Yorubas gossip more about, about Yoruba people more than any other person. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> I get what I'm saying. So people are looking for escape routes. Now maybe this they marry from this disease. We are very close. I am telling you, and those who are watching me, it doesn't that is not the answer. Hmm. So Abraham, from that day, a guy got pregnant and she told Sarah that to hell with you. And they found Abraham trying to choose. And said, I said, this woman has to go. And Abraham was one. What about the pregnant? What about the baby inside her womb? And they moved to Jacob. The very definition of division in the family. So the father loved Esau. The mother loved Jacob. Why? You, you do understand the gravity of what mommy, mommy Rebecca did. Or sister Rebecca. <laughs> and there's one in the choir. You know you are not the one. I'm just saying. <laughs> the gravity of what Rebecca did. How could you deprive your own son from the blessing? Was his son not her son? So the father said he was going to bless the firstborn. And you went to use trick. I, I don't know if Esau ever forgave the mom. What, what kind of mom? It should be your joy. This is your own firstborn also. Not born by another woman. You heard that your husband was going to bless your own first fruit of your own first fruit. Oh God. And you ganged up against your own son so that the blessing will go to the secondborn. Why should parents choose if we get to the nitty gritty of this message, we might get there. Never make a son. Hey, 
to feel better than another one. It is common as they begin to go to school. It is impossible for all of them to have the same, even if they are both first class materials, one will be more brilliant than another. But you know what? It does not mean that is the one that will sustain the family in the days to come. Because this one appears a bit stubborn. This one obeys you. You begin to show it. That I prefer this one to this. In their own case, the division was so sharp. That all their neighbors knew. That Esau was for Isaac. Jacob was for Rebekah. And when Jacob got the blessing. Esau swore. My father will soon die. I will waste this idiot. His own brother. They were twins, not even twins. And he, the Bible says he consoled himself. Esau's bitterness reached a point where the only thing that made him happy was thinking about killing. <laughs> All my life, I've always hated bitterness. And when it creeps into marriage, there's a serious problem. When God tells you to forgive, it's for the healing of your life. If you are wiser than God, no problem. Don't forgive. Hold on to what the person has done. Hold on to it forever. And liberate yourself and enjoy your life. I get what I'm saying. Esau. That's another family. Jacob watched all that. Even though he got the blessing, but I'm sure not with peace. No wonder when he stood before Pharaoh, I said to myself, Oh, I don't want my life to be like this. I have heard people, they preach fantastic, and they were right, fantastic messages about Jacob. You know, the bad boy, Jacob, the Jacob, and fantastic messages. But one day, I saw the end of Jacob's land and said, No, I will never justify Jacob. When he was about 140 or there, about 130, he stood before Pharaoh, and Pharaoh said, How are you? He said, The years of my life, they've been short. And he said, full of sorrow. What a statement. This is grandpa talking. When he came to Egypt with the whole family, he did not waste time. He was meeting Pharaoh for the first time. And he did not hesitate to tell Pharaoh that, you know what, this man you are looking at is an embodiment of sorrow. The same man watched his daughter rapes. Dinner. The same man, a son that did not die for over 10 years or I don't know how many years, it was about 17 when he was kidnapped or so. And then it was about 30 when he became prime minister. So for 13 years, a son that was not dead, you mourn your son. You did remembrance every year for a guy that was still alive. What a life. It was Rachel that he loved. And Rachel died before he made it back. As soon as he gathered wealth and was going to establish his own family, the most beautiful woman in his life died. What a life. Then I looked at Samuel, who was called by God from age 8. Samuel, Samuel. And he became the type of high priest that the whole city would stand up when Samuel was coming. The Bible said the word of God in Samuel's man never fell to the ground once. Samuel had it good until... 1 Samuel chapter 8 the Bible says when Samuel was old he made his sons judges and they were so corrupt they were not like his father like their father imagine having labored for years 
haven't raised your sons very well and then for you to see them cheating the whole town the same thing Ash, this is why number one you should be careful of criticizing people Samuel did even do that he was a little boy when Ophni and Phineas were stealing and raping women in the temple and they were collecting bribes the Bible said they were sons of Belial little did Samuel know that he would grow up and his two children will become like Ophni and Phineas what did Samuel do to merit this to deserve this why? as a small boy he could have been easily influenced by Ophni and Phineas he refused to be influenced he followed God but only for him to grow old and his sons chose the way of Ophni and Phineas opposed to the ways of their father of their father family and the story goes on in the Bible then he got to King David the man after God's heart just one strange look one day one look one look led to murder kill Raya and Nathan told him that sword will never depart from your house Absalom David's firstborn first son was the most handsome guy in Israel and he had a sister And one day, one son, what's the name of the one that raped uh, uh, Absalom's sister? What's the name? Ammon. And Ammon was the firstborn. Ammon was the firstborn. Absalom was the most handsome. Ammon raped his own sister. Of course, from different mother, but his own sister. And David saw what Ammon did. He grieved him. But then, it has happened already. So Absalom got angry enough because uh, the girl was his own direct sister. And he said, my sister, Ammon has raped her. He said, there's no problem. He waited for a long time. Revenge is best served child. That's what Godfather said. So when you, have, when you offend the Godfathers, for five years, they might not do anything. When you would have forgotten completely what you have done, they say it is very sweet when you serve a child. Let it be cold. Like Coca-Cola. <laughs> I learned that from Pastor Emile anyway. He, 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 he can recite almost the entire movie. <laughs> Don Colion. <laughs> are, are you with me? So, Absalom followed that. He waited. And one day, called for a birthday party. And he killed Ammon, his brother. And he ran away. Now, one was a rapist, one was a killer. And one girl has been defiled already. In one Why? What is the cost of running a good family? What is the cost of a woman being married to a man 40 years, no infidelity, no nothing? No verbal or physical abuse. What is the cost of your children calling you their mentors? They are not choosing a name in America. She says, my mother is all I want to be like. Because of what they've seen in your life. What is the cost of a son saying that, I desire to be not like none other, other than my father. My father is a real man. And when you go, when your time is over, you leave this world. 
that they can be talking at length to their grandchildren, their own children, your grandchildren, about the values that you laid down, that you guys should have met your grandpa, not like him. What is the cost? Why is it that all these things negative? Why do they happen to families? Let's rise. That's why I want to stop this morning. It does not look like a sweet message, it's a challenge. Is someone blessed? I love, I love, I love your presence. Some are listening to the boat here, and by the choice you have made, you've already paid the price for trouble. You pay to order trouble to come, like you order pizza. My compassion goes to families this morning. We will get to a part where I will tell women why women should pray. DSTV, African magic, Indian magic, European magic. I love, I love. I told that prayer regulates things. Most people pray when there is trouble already. How about preventing prayer? I love, I love. Let me just end this way. The real enemy that people don't see. That's where I want to start second service. No physical apostle is your true enemy. So when couples talk to me and they are especially those whose hearts are hard who are bent on I need to show him, I need to show her and me I will sit there and be looking can't you see the next 10 years don't you know it's not about this person when you were single Satan hated you, it's still the same Satan he wants your life to end in sorrow he wants your children to repeat your faith. Break it right before your eyes. Now you are 70. And you are now realizing you should not have done what you did some years back. But now you are trying to talk to your son. That's not the way. Divorce is not the way. And he tells you to your face. Mom, no, 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 no. Um, and you don't even have the legal right to talk then. You don't see that there is an enemy who started with generation before you. And has entered your own generation also. The serpent is always present. But like the nature of snake, very sneaky, you will never know that happening behind everything. You put the whole blame on the other person. Father, we thank you for your word. Help us to be doers. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church is beyond a religion it is joining god's family and that is done when you believe in christ jesus so i just want to lead you right away now if you are if you want to give your heart to christ just say after me say lord jesus i believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins i accept you as my lord and my savior and from today i belong to you 
If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.